Welcome in to another edition of the Striped Show podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. You know, I'm coming to you right now on an early Tuesday morning. We shot the Stripe Show podcast yesterday on Monday, as we usually do. Had my guest, Froggy, Jim McCarthy, everything all lined up. Great show. And well, technology uh, took over. So here we are. It's just me this week. But I wanted to get this podcast to you because a lot to break down, a lot going on in the world of golf. The PGA Tour continues to roll on the 3M Open up at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, Really a fun golf course. Michael Thompson gets his second win on the PGA Tour. He won the Honda Classic back in 2013. 2,702 days ago. That's how long it was in between uh, the two wins. And if I propose the question about who would get their second win first at the beginning of the season, Michael Thompson or Tony Finau? Well, I think the majority of you would say Tony Finau. Why not? The guy hits it through the stratosphere. He's a good iron player. He gobbles you up in strokes gain approach, strokes gain off the tee. His short game's getting better. His putting's getting better, and yet another tournament where he can't get it to the finish line. We're going to talk about Tony Finau a little bit later on uh, in the Stripe Show podcast. But first, I think we got to talk about Michael Thompson, a player that when you watch play, uh, I think is very relatable. Hits at about 287 yards off the tee, very much kind of an A to B player, right? He's got to keep it in play off the tee in the fairway. He's not going to overpower you with length. Um, He's got to hit some greens and he's got to give himself enough opportunities to let that putter uh, go to work. His strength, strokes gain putting, he's 36th on the PGA Tour. And you look at him coming in and man, how would you play Michael Thompson in your fantasy golf lineup? How would you pick him in your eliminator pool, right? I'm in this huge pool where you pick one player every week and nobody Nobody had Michael Thompson. After all, 16 tournaments, he missed the cut eight times here this season. His best finish coming in, T8 at the Heritage. Strokes eight off the tee, 138th. Strokes gain approach, 126. Strokes gain around the green, 146. And as I mentioned, strokes gain putting, he was 36th on the PGA Tour. That's his strength. If he can get himself to do enough in the ball strike and give himself opportunities, well, TPC Twin Cities, water on 16 holes, voted to be a good venue for him. What's crazy about Michael Thompson, and I've been thinking about this a lot, just a month ago, he was right here in my backyard, TPC Sawgrass, at the Valley Course, playing in the Corn Ferry Tour event and missed the cut. (laughs) I mean... It just shows you how deep in the importance of the Corn Ferry Tour. Again, a month ago, on the Corn Ferry Tour, right here, TPC Sawgrass at the Valley Course and missed the cut a month later. He's a winner, second time on the PGA Tour. And, uh, well, he defeated a pretty good field. Brooks Kepka was there. Uh, Dustin Johnson was there. Those two, it's tough to figure out right now exactly where they are uh, from a health standpoint. A little worried about Brooks. Uh, You know, he doesn't look 100% with the knee. Uh, His putting uh, is not good right now. Dustin, hard to tell, right? I mean, it's kind of feast or famine right now with Dustin Johnson. Uh, He wins the Travelers. Uh, 
and then shoots in the 80s uh, at Memorial, takes a nine on 18 and withdraws this week uh, at the 3M Open. But Tony Finau, you know, he was in the field as well. I was bullish on Tony Finau on the Stripe Show podcast uh, on Monday with our guest, Billy Kratzer. And I said, you know what? Tony Finau is going to win. Tony Finau is going to win this week. His second win, he's going to get it done at the 3M Open. I thought this was a great golf course for him. Uh, he comes out 65-66 like he does guns a-blazing. And then 69 on Saturday and 68 on Sunday. Those aren't bad scores, right? 69-68 on the weekend. 68 is actually uh, about uh, two and a half, actually three strokes better than his final round average on Sunday. Tony Finau struggles on Sunday. And when I watch Tony Finau play golf from a distance, I, I see there's two scenarios going on there. One is the scenario of playing yourself in contention. You hear PGA Tour players say this all the time. I just want to get in contention. That's what I want to do. Get in contention. And then from there, let the chips fall. Well, Tony Finau plays himself in contention better than anyone. Check this out. Most top 10s without a win on the PGA Tour in a four-year span. Tony Finau now has 30 from 2017 to 2020. He joins Matt Kuchar from 2015 to 2018, which I think during that stretch with Kuch, uh, when he got his first win uh, and then had a hard time getting his second, once he did, he kind of started to rattle him off. He's got nine wins now on the PGA Tour. Jim Furyk. 2011 to 2014 uh, was 30. Ferrick, 17 wins. So you hope that Finau can follow uh, the footsteps of those two and rattle off, say, nine wins like Matt Cooch or maybe 17 like Jim Ferrick. Uh, but Finau has no problem putting himself in contention and finishing in the top 10. But the other side of the coin is, is once you're in contention, then letting the chips fall capturing wins, taking control of the tournament. And I think that's where Tony Finau struggles is when the opportunity presents itself is taking control of the tournament. He had the chance at the Waste Management earlier this year. I've brought it up a few times. Webb Simpson played very well on Sunday to get into the playoff and beat Tony. But the reality is with Tony – on Sunday at the Waste Management in Phoenix, TPC Scottsdale, is that finish, 15, 16, 17, 18, it's probably one of the easier finishes on the PGA Tour. 15's a reachable par five. Advantage, Tony Finau. 16, right? You've got all the madness going on around you, but it's just a little flip wedge for Tony. Advantage, Tony Finau. 17, drivable par four down the hill. Advantage, Tony Finau. 18, got to carry the bunker on the left. Bomb it down there, a little flip wedge in on 18. That's what he did. Advantage Tony Finau. He couldn't birdie any of those four coming in. And that's what he needed to win the tournament. He can't take control and put it away. We saw it at the Memorial. At the Memorial on Saturday, birdies 10 and 11, goes up three. Looked different to me. I tweeted out. I was like, you know, hey, Finau looks different. He can cap, He can take control of the tournament right here. And put it away on Sunday. Well, 25 holes later, he made three double bogeys, a triple, and finished in eighth place. Eighth place is not bad, but when you're in the skill set and the talent of Tony Finau, you need wins to validate at the end 
of the day. And it comes down to just that ability to take control of the tournament and then put it away. Make the putts down the stretch, hit the shots down the stretch, birdie the holes down the stretch that you should birdie. And once again, at the 3M Open, he didn't do that, right? On Sunday, early, he got a couple fortunate things happen to him. He made a 25-footer on the second hole, a 40-footer on the third hole. I'm thinking, I'm listening to it and following it on the PGA Tour app, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is his week. Those things don't happen very often, right? Where you make 65 feet of putts in two holes. This is his week. He gets to five, one-shot lead, 10-footer for birdie, can't make it. Sixth, par five, needs to birdie those holes. He doesn't birdie the par five. All of a sudden, he's one or two back. Can't take control of the tournament. He birdies 10. Now he's back in it. But as he continues on, uh, the 12th hole, par five, he hit two irons on the green earlier in the week, couldn't take advantage and birdie the par five. 12th defensive stroke on 13 led to a bogey. And all of a sudden, the tournament slipped away, not hitting the shots that you need to take control of the tournament and make the putts to win the tournament. It's frustrating because Tony Finau is a great, great guy. I mean, he is a wonderful guy. Boyd Summerhays, uh, his caddy uh, this week, is also his coach. Terrific coach, terrific person. Love both of them and certainly their biggest fan. But the reality is, is that I think the criticism is fair for Tony Finau. Can Tony Finau in his career right now find the ability inside, inside of him to start taking control of the tournaments and start putting these the way? Historically would say no, but Matt Kuchar figured it out. Furyk figured it out. David Duvall figured it out. So why can't Tony Finau figured it out, figure it out? I hope he does because I'm his biggest fan. His ball striking is going to continue to put him in position but then can he mentally put his foot down and say, hey, guys, I'm one of the best players in the world. It's time to start capturing some wins. Matthew Wolf, another guy that uh, is uh, is impressive right now on the PGA Tour. I've been talking a lot about Colin Morikawa over the last few weeks. Had a great Stripe Show podcast with his coach, Rick Sessinghouse. Go check that out. Really refreshing podcast. Colin Morikawa has been uh, so impressive uh, in professional golf, two wins now. Of course, Matthew Wolf has his win. I'm starting to see some consistency now uh, with Matthew Wolf, second at the Rocket. Um, he did miss a cut at Workday, but 22nd at Memorial and now 12th at the 3M Open. Uh, ball striking starting to settle in, getting more familiar uh, with the coaches or with the golf courses, rather. And Matthew Wolf looks good. You can see the development and you can see the growth. And uh, the consistency now, I think, really uh, becomes the opportunity for Matthew Wolf. Of course, Victor Hovland, the trio of those three young guns, he looks good. Had a great Stripe Show podcast with Dana Dahlquist, his coach, talking about some of the things that they do from a full swing perspective, but then addressing his opportunity, his weakness, which is his short game. Wolf, Hovland, Morikawa, so impressive. And then Sun Jaim, I think, the guy that gets left out, has been struggling a little bit. The young former rookie of the year took last week off, uncharacteristic for him to take some time off. But he'll be back 
uh, as will all of these guys at the WGC, uh, this FedEx St. Jude Invitational. As we turn the page and we look ahead now uh, into what's coming up on the PGA Tour course, the World Golf Championships were designed to get all the best players in the world at one venue playing more golf together, and that's what they'll be doing. John Rahm, world number one now, will be there. Rory, number two, JT, three, DJ, four, Webb, five, Brooks Kepka number six, Bryson seven, Patrick Reed number eight, all of the top eight uh, will be in Memphis sweating their ass off at TPC Southwind. Another TPC golf course, a little run of them here going on. Love TPC Twin Cities last week, fun course, par 71. And now we go to TPC Southwind, uh, which is a par 70, two par fives, four par threes, and a bunch of par fours. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show. Um, the matchup presented by DraftKings, a show that I do around fantasy golf, will be launched uh, later on on Tuesday, probably Tuesday night. be sharing all of my in-depth, in-depth analysis uh, on the players and who I will be uh, selecting. Give you a little insight here on the Stripe Show podcast, what I like to do. You know, give you a little bit of uh, fantasy golf advice. I'm doing okay. You know, it's uh, certainly not going to make a living at fantasy golf, but, you know, it's just so difficult to handicap, right? I mean, how are you going to handicap Michael Thompson coming in and picking him to win? Looking someone in the face and saying, you know what? I've been handicapping Michael Thompson and I think he's going to win the 3M Open. You would get laughed out of the building. There's no way, right? Now, long shot, throw a few bucks on him. Okay, right? I'll go there. But you're certainly not handicapping it and convincing me this is why I think Michael Thompson is going to win the 3M Open. So it can be challenging, right? Golf throws a lot of curveballs at you. It can be week to week. Guys can turn it uh, around, but there's a method to the madness. You look at these golf courses, you look at them historically, TPC Southwind. Um, I think, you know, ball striking from a stroke stand approach, it's so important and probably the most important on every golf course. But this one in particular, right? When you only have two par fives, you're going to be having a lot of shots into the greens um, from, say, 150 to 200 plus, right? So I need a good ball striker, these par fours, stroke scan approach that can gobble up strokes um, when it comes to iron play. Distance always has value. It plays into that to some degree. Um, but I'm going to go stroke scan approach, but then also stroke scan putting here. It's one and one A, in particularly on Bermuda Greens. They were on Bent last week, Twin Cities. Now down in Memphis, they go back to Bermuda. It's really interesting when you look at the data and the statistics, just how different statistically a lot of these guys putt on different surfaces, right? Some grow up on Bent. Some grow up on Bermuda. 
uh, some grow up on POA. So when I look at this week, I'm really thinking about stroke scan approach, stroke scan putting, and in particularly on Bermuda. Stroke scan around the green, right? Everybody says, man, you got to have a great short game to be on the PGA Tour. It's so vital. Well, statistically, it's usually down there in the third or fourth ranking. Give me someone that can ball strike. That's what I want. Stroke scan approach. Give me someone that can strike their golf ball. Give themselves a lot of opportunities to make birdie. Proximity. Okay. Then, number two, give me, uh, you know, in, is, is, is far, in, in addition to the approach, I need some, you know, I need some dis- distance ways into that, as I mentioned, right? So there's, there's the distance uh, factor that plays into the strokes gain approach. I'm long and I'm relatively straight, right? I'm long, now I'm hitting eight iron in versus six iron in. Okay, so strokes and approach, you, you kind of factor in the distance element into that category. So that's number one. Number two is then strokes and putting, right? Now you want someone in there that can, you know, make some putts too. And we have a lot of streaky putters. Uh, but I need the ball striker first. I need the ball striker first, and then I need the putter second. And then down there towards the bottom is then the short game. Strokes and short game, in particular on this course, TBC Southman, historically, you don't even need to win. You don't even need to uh, gain strokes. Last year, Brooks Kepka won this event and lost strokes in strokes gain short game. It's like 2.1. Webb finished second and lost one stroke in strokes gain short game. So you can take your short game and you can boot it down the road. Now, I don't need a dog around the green. You got to be, you know, respectable. Uh, but hey, Give me some distance with some good ball striking, proximity, check, and then give me somebody that can putt uh, on some of these Bermuda greens. And sometimes you got to roll the dice on that hot week, right? Someone's going to is going to get hot that week or that particular surface bodes well for them. So that's some of the insight that I look at as I start breaking these down. You look at the WGC, FedEx St. Jude Invitational, TPC Southwind in Memphis. Looks like mid-80s, humid, right? Just going to have... Uh, just a bunch of sweat rolling down uh, these players' faces. I think two of the storylines coming in is where is Brooks Kepka uh, and where is Dustin Johnson? You know, I mean, it's just there's a lot of question marks there. I think Brooks, it's safe to say, he's struggling on the greens uh, and, the, and the knee is still bothering him some. Uh, and both of those are – that's not a good combination, right? He's the defending champion this week. He's the defending champion next week at the PGA. It's hard to say with Dustin. Um, you know, it's really hard to say what's going on there with Dustin Johnson. Um, how severe is the back pain um, with DJ? DJ uh, certainly likes this golf course, and so does Brooks Kepka. This is a good venue uh, for both of those guys. Brooks, DJ... The Bash brothers, you know, both banged up just a little bit right now as we turn the corner into a pivotal part of the PGA Tour. Uh, we've got our first major championship, um, you know, which is the uh, PGA Championship, which will be at TPC, Harding Park, out in San Francisco. And then the Wyndham, the guys rally to get into uh, the top 125, and then we get into the playoffs, right? We go three straight into the playoffs, which is going to be fun. 
A lot of big golf, best players in the world are playing. Where's Brooks going to be? Where's DJ going to be, right? I'm, I'm certainly uh, not very confident right now in either one of them. Some other guys um, that you're going to look at this week, of course, you know, John Rahm and Rory McIlroy, these guys are going to play well anywhere. They are clearly the two best players um, in the world. John Rahm looks very poised. The maturity that this man has taken on uh, really since the Players' Championship, um, not this year, but the year before, uh, after he lost to Rory McIlroy, made the decision out of the bunker on Sunday, Greens or fairway bunker there where he tried to hit that big hook, and it went in the water. He made six and lost the tournament. Well, he's won four times since then, and he's climbed all the way to the number one spot. He's not scared to hold the number one spot. He was the number one amateur in the world for 60 weeks. That's a record for the most amount of weeks as the number one amateur. It's fun to watch John Rahm right now. He's growing up right before our eyes, both on and off the golf course. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Rory McIlroy, as everyone knows. World number two. Uh, Rory was just cruising before COVID. I mean cruising. Clearly the number one player. COVID hits. And it's been a struggle. Him and Sun Jaim, those two guys, no one lost more momentum from COVID than Rory McIlroy and Sun Jaim. Hopefully Rory can get things going here uh, as we turn the corner. Webb, I love Webb this week. I think Webb Simpson uh, is, is a great pick this week. One of the matchups that I did in DraftKings that will be coming out, Webb Simpson versus Colin Morikawa. Webb's at 9,900. Marukawa's at 9,500, and I took Webb. Um, I'm not convinced with Colin on Bermuda greens. Ball striking check. He's number one in strokes and approach. Uh, he's going to get you there. I mean, th- this dude can strike his golf ball. I mean, he could probably hit 12 to 13 greens with his eyes closed. He's that good. Around the green, okay. On the green, particularly Bermuda, he struggles. So I'm not confident with him there yet. Webb, he checks all the boxes for me. Strokes in approach, uh, 11th. Uh, Strokes in putting, 17th. And Bermuda by far is his best surface. Oh, and oh, by the way, he was second here last year uh, at the St. Jude. So Webb Simpson, to me, is a big pick that I'm looking at uh, at TPC Southwind. I also like what I'm seeing from Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, a player that I think is also uh, improving. He was fourth here last year. He's coming in at 9,000 in DraftKings. If you want to play DraftKings and you uh, you don't have an account, well, I'll tell you what. Use my promo code Travis. Set up an account, promo code Travis, and you get a free entry into the big game. This week, the big game is 1.75 million total purse, 500,000 to the winner. It's usually bigger than that. As we get into the playoffs, you'll probably see even a bigger purse. Uh, but there's a lot of ways to play. There's different games. It's fun. You get in, you manage the salary cap, you pick your six players, and off you go, right? I do it, multiple lineups. Matthew Fitzpatrick's going to be in a lot of them. Love Matthew Fitzpatrick. You look at him since fourth last year. He goes ninth at the API, 32nd at the Schwab, 14th RBC, missed the cut at the Travelers, 27th workday, and then third uh, at the Memorial I think he's he's a player he's a he's a good pick this week for me. Kind of some value. You've got to get some value picks. Um, Nine thousand is about as high as I would take him at. Overall, he's sixty seventh in approach, sixth in putting. So he's going to make some putts. 
And if he can get himself there, um, if he can give himself a lot of opportunities, I think he is a really good play uh, this week. I also like Patrick Reed. You know, who won the last World Golf Championship play in Mexico? Oh, yeah, that was Patrick Reed, Captain America, coming in at 8,800. Patrick Reed's the eighth-ranked player in the world. Eighth-ranked player in the world. Patrick Reed is so good for golf. I mean, he really is. I don't agree with his antics on the course. I get it about everything that's happened there. But I just love that he puts himself out there and he owns it. I love it. He's the villain. You know, Bryson's going down that path. Brooks is going down that path. We need some of those guys, right? We need some of those guys. But Patrick owns it. He don't care if he likes, if you like him. He doesn't care. He just goes out there and gets the job done. He was 12th. Uh, here last year. It's a perfect venue for, when you really think about it uh, for Patrick Reed. He was 10th at Memorial, really putted well um, at Memorial, uh, 39th at Workday. It's not a bad stretch there uh, in Columbus. 24th at the Travelers, you know, just kind of hanging around. You kind of keep waiting here for Patrick Reed type of tournament that just kind of, you know, where he just kind of climbs in there and then he, when he, when he gets near it, he wins, right? Unlike Finau, Puts himself in position, and when he puts himself in position, he puts it away. He hits the big shots. You go inside the field, and you look at just these players in the field, and you compare them from a stroke skate standpoint. In the last 50 rounds, stroke skate putting, Patrick's second. Okay, so he's putting extremely well. His approach is 45th. Can he give himself enough opportunities to make the putts, let the putter go to work? I think he will. I also think another guy coming in under the radar this week is Henrik Stenson. This is the first time we've seen Stenson. This is the first time we've seen Lee Westwood. Stenson, this is a good place for him. Uh, 27th here last year, 26th the year before. 27th last year. He didn't hit it good at all, still finished 27th. The year before that, uh, in, in 2018, when he finished 26th, he hit it great, but then didn't putt very well. So perhaps this is a year where... He hits it good, and he makes putts. You go inside the field, last 50 rounds, strokes in approach, Hendrick second. 7,600 value, DraftKings, he's a good bet for me. I like Stenson, probably some rust. We saw it with Fleetwood last week. Uh, certainly some rust there, but, you know, Stenson comes in. I'm sure he's been practicing in Orlando, at Nona. Let's roll over to Memphis. He's used to sweating. Let's get some opportunities and let's strike a little fire with the putter, right? That's kind of what I'm, I'm kind of gambling on with Stenson is let's have a great putting week on the Bermuda Greens. I mentioned Sun Jae earlier. He's another guy that's interesting to me. He's all the way down at 7,500 with DraftKings. No one hates COVID-19 more than Sun Jae. Pre-COVID, first at the Honda, third at API. Since, well, it comes out 10th at the Schwab, missed the cut at RBC, and then he goes 58th, 53rd, 63rd, missed the cut at Memorial. Timeout, Sun Jae. Time to take a week off, which he usually doesn't. No one plays more golf than Sun Jae M. And now he's back. Week off, regroup. This dude is good. He is good. So let's see if we can get Sunjai at 7,500 in DraftKings. 
to come out and get back to the basics. And I think Paul Casey's interesting, ball-striking machine. Can you roll the dice and have a good putting week? Paul Casey's won three times in the PGA Tour, 14 Euro wins. You know he's going to be there. You know he's going to be there from tee to green last year. He gained 4.4 off the tee, gained 3.3 in approach, and then lost 3.4 in putting. That's Paul Casey in a nutshell. 27. 27th place. Can he have a good putting week? These are some of the matchups that I'm going through this week. Be sure to catch the show. Give you some more insight there. Sunjayam versus Paul Casey. That's one of them. Henrik Stenson versus Leash, Mark Leishman. Matthew Fitzpatrick versus Patrick Reed. And then Webb Simpson versus Colin Morikawa. Also, give me some further insight on some other players. DJ Brooks, Terrell Hatton, Gary Woodland, who's in my lineup. Love me some Gary Woodland right now. Woodland is uh, is really rolling right now. Physically, he looks good. I like the way his game is, uh, is shaping up. And oh yeah, by the way, Daniel Berger... Burger, I don't know. I, I, I think I say it different every time. Sorry, Daniel. He's won here twice. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's won this tournament twice. And he won earlier in the year. Love what his game, where it's going. Jeff Leishman, the work that they're doing. A lot of good stuff happening right now in the world of golf. PGA Tour leading the way. Not getting enough credit, by the way, for the job that they're doing. The bubble that they've created. Meanwhile, a handful of golf journalists just sit back and wait for the next COVID testing, the next positive test to fire out that tweet. The reality is the tour is not getting enough credit. They're doing a great job. They're leading the way. Golf is leading the way in professional sports on how to operate in a pandemic. And I applaud them for that. NASCAR is out there doing it. The Major League Baseball uh, is back. Major League Baseball started this last week. The NBA starts this week. The LPGA Tour is back this week. They go back-to-back weeks in Ohio. Excuse me, three weeks, I believe, in Ohio. PGA Tour champions, they're back. A lot of stuff going on. It's cool. It feels great. It feels great. Sports is back. I know it helps my attitude. I watched the Mariners again last night. Lose eight to five, and they're now one and three. No different, COVID or not. It's late July, early August, and the Mariners are out of the playoff race. And people start looking to the Seahawks, who traded for Jamal Adams from the Jets. Two first round picks, a player, the Space Needle, and stock to Ivers, and I'm probably other stuff uh, as well. But sports is back, it's fun to watch. And I can't wait for football. I can't wait for this week uh, at TPC South when Memphis, best players in the world are there. Tiger is not. I get it. Oh, yeah. Tiger Woods. He is not there, but he will be at the PGA. And I'm fine with that, right? I thought Tiger would play this week. I think he needs the reps, but what do I know, right? What do I know? Tiger knows what he needs. He never plays a week before a major anyway, and he's won 15 of them, right? So he's like, why do, I need to, why do I need to play? He's won 15 of these. TPC, Harding Park, PGA Championships coming up. Major championships coming up. We've come a long ways since March. We've come a long ways since we called it off at TPC Sawgrass. The tour leading the way. 
from the PGA, we go to the Wyndham. And then we rally into the playoffs. FedEx, which does so much for golf. St. Jude, can't wait for this week. I can't wait to watch the Mariners next week score one run and lose 6-1. to one. Uh, I can't wait to watch the LPGA Tour, PGA Tour champions. I'm not a big NBA guy, but you know what? I'm probably going to watch it. And then I can't wait for college football and the NFL. Things are getting better. Let's be responsible. During this pandemic, I appreciate you listening to the Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. Got a great guest coming this week, Stripe Show podcast. That'll be coming out mid-week. A couple different things going on there. Probably going to come back on Friday with a happy hour after the first two rounds. We'll throw it around a little bit more there. And then next week, full lineup. Craig Can on Monday. Breaking down WGC, looking at the PGA, and then some other great guests throughout the week. Probably looking at three or four podcasts next week. Stripe Show Podcast. Subscribe, like, comment. We're on our way to the top five. We are climbing. I appreciate your support. Stripe Show Podcast is presented by Encore Golf. The new Vero X1 golf ball is outstanding. Give it a shot. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando, Florida, and are ready to get back on the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one. But two, $1 million top prizes for the first two days of the resumed season. So get in on all of the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players, stand at the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a, a shot at $1 million. But... If basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.